0: What's up world, welcome to another ankle biters podcast where we talk college football from a college fantasy football perspective that is a college fantasy football perspective. I am your host Tony aka Farnsworth. I'm joined by my man 100 grand in the sand Owens. What's up man, you up, you awake,
1: man, barely. I was, man, I was knocked, brother. I was counting them sheep. I mean, I was asleep when you texted me. You ready? You ready? I said, man, it was deep. It was good to you, man. It it was good to me, man. I hope it was
0: good to you as college football was this past week. Good in a lot of ways, bad in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Of course, we're looking at this from a fantasy perspective. So we've got playoffs this week. We'll talk a little bit more about that here later on in the show. We've got a wonderful lineup, a wonderful set uh, ready to go for this particular episode. Let's jump right, right into week 11 review, the recap for week 11, Owens. We've got Vanderbilt at Kentucky. You say, why in the world are we talking about Vanderbilt at Kentucky? Because it's Vanderbilt, who are the lowly little sisters of the poor in the Southeastern Conference, Mm -hmm. but they take down number 24. I know that's going to change here pretty soon. Kentucky Wildcats, Owens, Vanderbilt.
1: Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt
0: goes into Kentucky Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and takes down Mark Stoops, who I like as a head coach, wonderful head coach, but wasn't his day against the Commodores. Owens, looking at this game, Will Levis stumped. Chris Rodriguez, C-Rod, had an okay game until he had the 75-yarder that he broke out late in the game. Ray Davis was showing out in the game. Couldn't do right. anything with Shepherd when they needed to. What do you think about this game and what did you see in this game?
1: Man, it was an ugly game. It was it was ugly, man. Like it was like I'm looking at I'm like seven to six at halftime, bro. This was a sloppy, ugly game, man. I don't know what what Kentucky doing fighting with Vanderbilt, but. <laughs> when you play like this, this is how you get beat. This is how you get beat, man. You, you sleepwalk and you let the little bitty team come in, let Ray Davis run all over you. You let uh let the quarterback run all over you. Mm-hmm. You know, Ray Davis, 129 touchdown. Wright was 126 in the touchdown. They yeah. just doing, doing what they want to do, man. You can't you can't play like that.
0: Yeah, Kentucky had trouble stopping the run. Two hundred and sixty-four rushing yards for the Commodores in this one. Four hundred forty-eight total yards. Did Vanderbilt? Did Vanderbilt put on this Kentucky Wildcat defense? Um, third down, uh, eleven of seventeen. Right there, you got 17 third downs, man. Eleven of them conversions. It's hard to mm-hmm. get out the field. So, sure like of like OU stuff right there, man. Hmm. <laughs> hard to get off the field right there. But anyways, the Commodores get, to get get it done. Very shocking right there. So that's why that one's on the ticket to be discussed is because it's Vanderbilt, and they're beating right. a ranked team, a good one at that in Kentucky, and holding them in check. Uh, Will Levis, again, being held in check on the day. Chris Rodriguez breaking out late in the game uh, to kind of make the game close, but Vanderbilt scored late. They scored late to take the lead back from Kentucky because Kentucky, if I'm not mistaken, took the lead with that 75 or 72 yard run with like five minutes left in the game. But they put together a drive late in the game with 41 seconds left. Mike Wright hits Will Shepard for an eight yard touchdown with a go ahead touchdown and a go ahead W for the Commodores There against the Kentucky Wildcats. Owens, we've got Bama at Ole Miss. We said it last week that Mm -hmm. Nick Saban would be mad. Um, They go into Oxford. You know, they just got beat, uh, did the Crimson Tide by LSU in the previous week, who we'll get to a little bit later.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But they come in here, Ole Miss having a week, an extra week to prepare for Saban. Uh, It kind of turned out the way that I thought it would. I thought it would go back and forth like this. Um, Bryce Young looks pretty good in this game. Alabama still doesn't have a number one wide receiver, he's just right. kind of spreading the ball around. Um, no, uh, uh J- J- Jameer Gibbs in this game as far as production is concerned. Uh, Chase McClellan looked okay. Quinchon Jukins is that dude.
1: There I mean, is.
0: Drake May. Probably could have been running away with the freshman of the year, and probably still is. But Quinshawn Jenkins, man, he right on his heels. I think so, man. But I mean, Drake May has North Carolina, whose defense couldn't stop me and you and a couple pigs. Right. They could, you know what I mean? They're 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 nine and one, I think, something like that. I think they only have one loss so he's got mm-hmm. them looking really good so he's probably running away with it with the stats that he that he's putting up but this game here Jackson Dart didn't look that bad he made some incredible throws in this game he did have some mistakes down right. the stretch but Alabama pulls this game out with Nick Saban on the, on the sideline of course you knew that that he was he was, was going to have his team prepared in this particular atmosphere Owens what do you think about this one man
1: it was a as expected, um, really good game. I thought that Alabama would shut down on old Mrs. Run because that's their bread and butter. But like you said, Jenkins is that dude, man. He he uh he carried him, man, for, for, for a while, man. And you know, you tied up going into the fourth quarter, you know, and I'm thinking, man, I mean at that point it's anybody's game, but I I thought Ole Miss would pull it out, you know, at, at home, you know, you got the crowd behind you, and, you know, you, you pretty much had the momentum. But, listen, man, Alabama defense, man, they stepped it up, made some plays, got some stops, you know, uh, got the two field goals, man, to win it. So, um, well, you great have- game, man, great game, yeah. man. It was That's what college football is about, man.
0: Malik Heath, man, former Mississippi State Bulldog, showing up big in this game. Yeah, Quinchon Jenkins, the freshman, 25 carries, 135 yards, two touchdowns against the Crimson Tide. I think he's proven himself to be matchup proof where fantasy football is concerned, college fantasy football is concerned. Washington and Oregon, this was a shocker to me, Owens. This one surprised Mm -hmm. me. Me I did not expect this outcome. Washington has played well. Uh, they've they've played exceptional at times, and then they've played good at times, mm-hmm. and so you kind of you kind of don't know. But again, Oregon is at home. This is in Eugene, mm-hmm. right? But they go in there, and Michael Penix Jr., who I sat last week, which was obviously a mistake, he goes over four hundred passing yards, two touchdowns. Against this Oregon Ducks defense, man, and just kind of shredded them. He and those wide receivers. Now Oregon and their in their running game, man. Two two running backs over 100 yards. Bo Nix is still kind of doing his thing. How they still lose this game? I don't know. Um, because just just looking at some, some things, it looks like Oregon kind of did what they wanted to do. Also, outgaining uh washington on the offensive side of the football i mean just dominated on the ground so Mm -hmm. i mean this was a weird looking game but again i mean they dominated man they had more first downs um, third down conversions they were better fourth down at three out of four again more yards um turnovers kind of even so they neutralize each other so this was just weird man what do you think man
1: you know, I was watching the game, man. When it when it first started, Washington's front four, man, they was kind of bothering Bo Nix at first. Like the commentators mentioned, like Bo Nix got happy feet a little bit because that pocket was kind of closing on him. You know, uh, they was kind of getting a little bit pressure uh, on him, and you know, he, he was moving a little bit too much in the pocket, and it was like seemed like he's uncomfortable because of that, that. That pressure was kind of getting to him a little bit, and so Oregon had like a slow start. You know, because of it, but, you know, Bo Nix got it together, you know, uh, as the game progressed, progressed, and like I said, I was watching it, and Bo Nix ended up getting hurt in that game late, and he goes out, and the freshman comes in uh, for, for a series, and Bo Nix, that guy, they took him to the tent, wrapped him up, he had an ankle injury, he comes out, it's fourth and one, from like they own, I can't remember, like 30 something yard line. And Bo Nix is screaming, at the, he runs to the coach like, coach, I'm ready, I'm ready, Ready. put me in, put me in. Coach didn't call timeout, nothing, got the freshman in, fourth and one. I'm thinking, wait a minute, call to, well, you gotta get Bo Nix in the game at this point, you have to. Man, the freshman, you know, uh, got stopped, fourth and one, mm-hmm. Washington Washington takes over, goes down there and scores. And I'm thinking, man, this game is – that probably cost him the game because at that situation, they, Bo Nix is one of the best at converting, you know what I'm saying, The fourth down conversion in college football. I mean, dude is just – he was doing it all year. Why not call the timeout, get Bo Nix in the game, you know, so he can convert, the, convert it. You know, but anyway, when he got back in the game, it was too late, man. He tried to bring him back in, but you know, you could see he had a little, you know, hitch in his get along from the ankle injury. But man, <laughs> it was a uh, it it was still shocking. I didn't think it would it should have been that close in, to begin with. watched uh, watch hung around? Penny Junior, brother, that boy got one of the best arms in college football. Lefty. <laughs> <Man. laughs> That boy, at that one throw he threw, man, to that to his wide receiver on the sideline, man. Oh my gosh, it was a bullet, and in the and in the and the corner of the safety couldn't even get to it. He had the angle, but the the pass was so hot, he couldn't yeah. even get to it, man. I said, oh my gosh, you got an arm and a half. That's what's oh my god, that's
0: good stuff, man. Yeah, man, it it seemed like. Um, maybe uh, uh, Dan Lanning was probably thinking Bo Nix is still kind of hurt a little bit. And he's probably thinking, I'd rather have a healthy quarterback to get me. What was it? Fourth and what? One or two?
1: Fourth fourth and one.
0: Fourth and one. And he's probably thinking this quarterback should be able to get me one yard. We should be able to get one yard regardless of who's at the quarterback position, regardless of Mm -hmm. who's in the game playing quarterback. He's probably thinking we should be able to get one yard. Yeah. Every coach in America is probably thinking that. Every coach in America is probably coaching their team up to the point to where they're thinking we should be able to get one yard regardless of who's under center.
1: Yeah. I hear you. I mean, that's
0: that's a legitimate argument. That's a legitimate position that any head coach could rightfully take that if you if you're the one coaches if, if just just put yourself in his shoes for a moment if this is your football team and you've been coaching these dudes since the, the spring and the summer and all you you got spring uh uh um spring football, you've got the spring workouts, you've got the off season, you've got the summer workouts and then you've got um, um uh fall practice, really it's in the summertime, but you know, the month before the season starts in August, you're with them and you're implementing your and you're drilling in uh your your system and your and your uh philosophy into them and you're coaching them up, and you've been coaching them up all year long. Mm-hmm. Would you, as the as the head coach of that particular football team that you've spent all this time with? You've poured into these guys. Would you believe that your team, regardless of who's on the center, can get you one
1: yard? I hear what you're saying, and I, I do. I would believe that. But in that situation, that particular situation, Bo Nix was actually jumping up and down, like literally. But right. but and. But, and also, also take into
0: consideration, he just came out the injury tent.
1: Right, right. But here's what I'm saying. At least call timeout. At least call timeout to find out, bro, are you all right? You know what I'm saying? Let me see how you're moving around. You know what I'm saying? Like, get, let, okay.
0: me, let me, so, let me so figure are you out. Me, so
1: are you telling me that this one
0: player is going to make the difference in one yard?
1: He's been doing it all year long. All year long. He's been doing it. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's been proven. Like, he's been doing it. All he did it against UCLA. Big, you know, big conversions in that game. He, he was doing it all season. Who's
0: to say, was, was it Ty Thompson? Who's to say it, – is it, is it Ty Thompson? I think so. Who's to say that, that he can't get one yard? What was the play called, by the way?
1: Uh, I think it was the quarterback sneak. I believe it was a quarterback sneak. I believe I'm about to check, but I I believe it was uh let me see it was late in the game. i I'm just Let's trying to I'm just see. trying to find some push. I'm just trying to trying to trying to uh, to be. Uh, it is right here. Yes, yeah, fourth and one. It was a quarterback sneak. No, no, he handed it off to Whittington.
0: So what does that got to do with Bo
1: Nix? Man, Bo Bo, <laughs> Bo, Bo Bo. What I'm saying is. <laughs> Bo is going to keep that ball. He's going to sneak that one yard.
0: But if it's a – no, I'm saying if it's a called so – you, so you're so saying if Bo Nix is in the game that the play call changes.
1: Exactly. I, I do.
0: And you think they sneak it and they don't hand it off. I do. With Bo Nix coming out of the injury tent. Yep. You still I think do. they sneak it with him.
1: I still think they, <laughs> think they sneak out it out of I the do. injury tent.
0: I do. I <laughs> what do. you – oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute because – here is the here's the here's here's the deal. You're the coach in this situation. Mm-hmm. This is your mm-hmm. team that you again you've poured mm-hmm. into. You've 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 coached and you've sweat and flung sweat and screamed and hollered and cussed and all kinds of stuff. And right.
1: Then, right.
0: Listen, do you, Bo Nicks, fresh out the injury tent? Do you say, okay, get in there and sneak it for us?
1: Well, here's the thing. You thought he was good enough to come in after that series to try to lead him back to lead him to a victory. Why not, you know what I'm saying, call timeout to find out if he's good enough well, to go because, in for this one yard?
0: Because when you're in that position, you're probably thinking, I don't have a choice. This is some I need somebody to win the game instead of just get one yard. But you got
1: what he had like two 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 timeouts in his pocket. It's late in the game. You can't carry him home with you. Come time out, find out if your players all right. <laughs> see, see if he's all right good enough to go in the game. I mean, you listen. He's your best player right now, man. He's your he's your bread and butter. You know what I'm saying? Like he's 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 your that's your dude, man. And and if your dude can go, you have to give him the opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. you have to give him the opportunity. Like, okay, if he missed it, all right. But you have to give that's your best, that's your best play. You have to give him a chance to to try to see if he can make that play. You know, I think,
0: I think another question can be, why wasn't Bucky Irvin in the game? Mm. Why wasn't he in the game?
1: Did he get hurt? I think he got hurt later. Uh I'm not sure, man. I gotta look at that. Because I don't know why Winnington was would be the one to get that ball because they couldn't stop Bucky but, but, the whole but game.
0: Winnington had a good game up to that part,
1: point. Though. Yeah, but they couldn't stop Bucky. Bucky was breaking tackles left and right. I mean, it was it was he was doing what he wanted to do.
0: So this was horrible player management by the by the coaching staff.
1: Period. Yeah. Period. Period.
0: Personnel management. If you you're probably better. Uh, yes.
1: Better way to put that. Yes. Wow. He was he was running through. I mean, like the first guy, pretty much didn't tackle him the whole night. I mean, he was just he was breaking them. He was a bucker, man. Like that in that game, he was a bucker. <laughs> Bucky was bucking. Bucky was bucking, man. He go through that, break that tackle, man. Break a nut and buck through this one. And, and spin through that, man. I'm telling you, man. Bucking and popping. He was. <laughs>
0: bucking and popping.
1: He was a bucker.
0: (laughs) I heard that, but they didn't get it done. Oregon didn't get it done. Washington pulls it out on the road. Big win for them. Another big game, Owens. We got TCU going to Austin, Texas. Mm -hmm. Everybody's Mm -hmm. thinking Texas. You know, Texas could give them a run. Uh, Texas can slow them. TCU has proven to me that they will do whatever it takes to win the game. Now, we said last week we made a big deal about this. They didn't knock Ewers out. They didn't right. need to knock him out.
1: They didn't need him. He, he was horrible.
0: They didn't need to knock this dude out, man. Nope, this was, nope. TCU has proven to me that they can do whatever it takes. They can play up-tempo style where they're scoring points all over the field, or they yep. can slow it down and play ugly and and, 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 yep. and get in there and, and then muck and mire and play mm-hmm. muddy, sloppy, yep. you know what I'm saying? Football. Yep. Where, and this, I mean, this is just ugly right here it's 17 ugly. to 10. This game was three to nothing at halftime, TCU. Mm-hmm. With all of these offensive weapons and this firepower on the same field, you've got Max Duggan, who's been lighting it up. You've got Quentin Johnston. You've got Kendra Miller, who did, he did, he did do his thing. You've right. got Quinn Ewers and Bijan and Xavier Worthy and
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: Sanders and all of these offensive weapons on both sides of the football. And I, none of them really cuts loose except Kendra Miller.
1: Yeah. All them weapons, all that firepower, and it's three nothing at halftime.
0: Three nothing to have no. There's almost almost like nobody wanted to score.
1: Right.
0: Nobody wanted to score, but Texas, not enough. Um I didn't really watch a lot of this game. I'm just being transparent because I, I, I don't know how the best running back in, in the country has 12 carries for 29 yards. I don't – that that does not compute in my finite mind, albeit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But still, this is the best running back in the country, and he has 12 carries for 29 yards. Unbelievable. They run the ball as yes. a whole 22 times. I know you can throw some scrambles in there because Quinn Ewers was getting sacked,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but they throw it 39 times. Not sure why, Um, I forgot the coach's name, Sark, Steve Sarkeesian. Not sure why he opted to go with this particular game plan chunking the ball all over the field, and Quinn Ewers couldn't hit the broad side of a barn.
1: Bruh. All night. All night. That shows you who they believe in more.
0: Owens, you had three wide receivers catch the ball all night long. Actually, two wide receivers and a tight end.
1: You know what I mean? Like, they – they strongly believe in yours, like they they believe in him that much, to having to throw the ball thirty nine times and only hand the ball to, to Bijan twelve times. Like, how do you how do you not go into this game thinking we have to control the clock, especially with the way TCU have been playing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you have to run the ball, control this clock, keep the ad- offense off the field. That's what would be my mindset. And it was completely opposite. Yeah. You know, yours doing this three and out, you know, you're giving, giving you chance after chance. And it's like, okay, it's not working, but you stick with it.
0: <laughs> I kept doing it. <laughs> Kept doing it like he was like it was working.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm staying with this. This is you know pride, man.
0: This 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 is where it's at. When you look at how many times he threw the ball, you would think that he had some success.
1: Yes, this is this is this is working. This is it. He getting down. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) he getting down. Nope, he wasn't
0: getting down. (laughs) Got his team beat, and that's that. UCF at Tulane. Tulane was, I think, prior to this game, the highest-rated Group of Five team. I want to say in the country. That's a big deal because they get the uh, automatic bid to a New Year's Six Bowl. But UCF comes into this game, goes right into New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Right in there with, with, with Plumley and all of these uh, uh, weapons, Harvey and Bowser, three yards of the cloud of dust, Bowser. And you've got a couple weapons on the outside. You've got O'Keefe, Gadget O'Keefe. You've got Baker, <laughs> uh, all of these things. and you. But Tulane has a good defense, one yeah. of the better defenses in the G5 and it did not look like it in this game because Plumlee gets off on the ground. Mm -hmm. This dude gets off on the ground and listen, it was, it was, it was, it was him and his speed versus their team defense speed. And he won out more times than he didn't just Mm -hmm. I mean, just, just, just to sum it up right there. He, he wins out more times than he didn't, 176 yards on the ground, on 18 attempts, two touchdowns, not a lot through the air, didn't need a lot through the air in this game right. because the running game um, between him and the two running backs, R.J. Harvey and Isaiah Bowser, um, they get the job done, man. They get the job done, and they do it handily. The game wasn't as close as we see as we see two lanes scoring really, really late. In this game to make it closer mm-hmm. than what it really was, uh, UCF pretty much dominated this game,
1: yes, from jump.
0: From jump, they dominated this game. This is 24 uh, 14 going into the half, and it just felt like you you, UCF had too much team speed, right? That's what right. it felt like in this game again, 336 rushing yards
1: mm. from mm. the Knights. 336,
0: mm. Owens. No turnovers. Tulane had two turnovers. That'll always uh,
1: get you right yes. there. Yes, yes.
0: But um, UCF pretty much doing what they want to do on the ground. And um, look, man, UCF is tough, man. They've beat Cincinnati already. I think mm. their worst or their toughest games are behind them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, maybe's no pushover this week. They like the two clock. And they get South Florida in Championship Week. That is a prime. That's prime real estate for Plumley. Right. That's yes. prime real estate for Plumley. That game right there is money.
1: Yeah, she's gonna tear them up.
0: <laughs> right there. So if you got if you've got uh, uh, John Reese Plumley and you're playing in Championship Week, which if you made the playoffs, we'll get into this later on. You should be playing in Championship Week. Maybe not in the Championship game, but you should be playing. It's too much fun to be had. Listen, right. if you got John Reese Plumley, I will sick him on somebody's butt. Yes, he gonna choose some hide that week mm-hmm. and real estate. As far as CFF is concerned, that game is straight up money right there. Owens, what do you think about this game, man?
1: Shocker! I did I didn't think that UCF would go in there and just manhandle Tulane like they did. Because Tulane, like I said, had one of the better defenses, you know, head into this game. Like, Tulane was that was really good on defense. And I thought that it would be a struggle for UCF, you know what I'm saying, to, like, you know, score. I mean, not scoring 38 points, man, maybe 21, you know, 17-21, something like that, because of Tulane's defense. But, man, they just, you know... Off the bat, man, just took control of this game, you know, and Tulane got got behind too far. I mean, even although the defense played a little bit better the second half, giving up two touchdowns, only two touchdowns, but you know, still uh it was they was too far behind, man. And they just they just couldn't get it done. But I was a shocker to me. I thought Tulane was gonna pull this one out, man.
0: I didn't know honestly, I didn't know who would pull it off. I thought I thought it would be a low-scoring game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I did because Tulane has a good defense, and so does UCF. They play good defense at times, but John Reese Plumley came in there from jump, getting busy.
1: Yeah, from jump. Yep. From
0: jump. This dude was getting busy from jump, and I'm like, oh snap. This yep. is this is this is about to be um. <laughs> I don't I don't know that I don't know that Tulane is equipped to play catch up. Right. Especially when you got I mean and Tajay Spears, man, he did his thing in this game. Only eight carries. I don't understand that.
1: I don't either. I don't I don't either.
0: Again, you, you, you you've got you've got a, a, a offensive coordinator who's saying I'd rather throw the football. I mean, and Michael Pratt didn't look bad, but 39 times you throw this football for three, uh, two, 236 two thirty-six and three. But Tajay Spears, man, I know he had a 70 yarder in that game. Not sure if it was health or what. I'm, I'm not. I don't. I mean, I don't know. But eight carries and then uh, a shot. Clayton eight carries and uh, Celestine five. I mean, this just why not? Keep that UCF offense on the field, who apparently you couldn't stop. Why not keep them on the sideline, excuse me? Keep them
1: on the sideline, man. Yep. And just run the football. With your best running backs, which is Spears. Yes. He should have had them other, what was that, other 13 carries? He should have had them other 13 carries. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why you would you would would want them put them other guys in there and give them thirteen carries. Wow. They come out of there with 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 what twenty nine yards combined with them thirteen carries. Come out of, and he, and Spears got eight carries, one hundred and thirty. Like what what could he do with you know what I'm saying what could he do with them extra thirteen that they got twenty nine right. yards out of? That's yeah. ridiculous. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Now I see that they were throwing the
0: ball a little bit more in the fourth quarter, trying to and then the second half, particularly trying to catch up. But still at that point in the third quarter, the game's not all the way out of hand. Right. You know, in the in in the third quarter. I don't think it's 31 14.
1: Right.
0: Um, so I mean, and that's uh with, with plenty of time to go in the in the third quarter. I think there's I mean, there's you're down three scores. I don't know that that's you should be you know not trying to run the football. Right. Especially when you've had success running the football, so.
1: Right. I that's agree.
0: that that is the recap for week 11 some games that we wanted to touch on. We'll preview now week week 12 um few good games, not a lot of ranked v ranked games this week, but it's college football and we love it all. We'll get what we can get. And first of all, well, first on the docket this week in the getting is Illinois at Michigan. Chase Brown's health and questions.
1: Yes. yes.
0: Michigan's rolling right now. They're stingy. Mm-hmm. And so is Illinois. Yes. Whose defense will give? Who will be able to run the football? Because both teams are, you've got several Big Ten teams that play like this. You've got, Michigan, you've got Illinois, you've got Minnesota. They pretty much game manage at the quarterback position, play really good defense, but mm-hmm. they run the football right down your throat, even when you know, even right. when the, the, the eight-year-old in the stadium knows that they're about to run the football. They still right. do it,
1: run it and run anyway.
0: successfully. Yes. They do it successfully and they keep doing it. Yep. And they and they do it by you know they pretty much pound you into submission, right? So in this game, Owens, this 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 Big Ten matchup, mm. Illinois, Purdue, not Purdue, Illinois and Michigan. Mm-hmm. What you thinking, man?
1: This could be a low, 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 low scoring game. It could be, mm-hmm. because how. Well, the dif- defenses are playing. Uh, if I was to pick, I'll probably go with Michigan. They at home, um, I can't say they have the better run game because Chase Brown has been killing it. Mm-hmm. You got Coram out there doing his thing, you got, but, but, but Edwards, you got,
0: you got number one and three as far as rushing, rushing, right, the country. right,
1: right. So, they're they they are mirror uh, images of each other. It's like they're looking at each other in the mirror. They're the same team. Mm. You know what I mean? Both of them is, you know, the run game is a bread and butter, mediocre passing game. Um, And it's, it's, it's it's got the potential to be Man, six to three, nine to six. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just depends on who if anybody can break one or not. You know what I'm saying? Can Chase Brown break one? Can Corm break one? Or, you know, um, you know, you just have to see, man. Or will it be a shocker, man? Can the quarterbacks surprise us and step up and make some plays through there? You know, well, we we'll see. Another thing, man, is what would the weather be like? You got to keep an eye on that.
0: Right. What is the weather going to be like? Because, oh, excuse me, this
1: is in the big house. This is a, they got Michigan minus 18. Mm, I see
0: it. I see it. Over <laughs> under 42 and a half. I that much. 18. I think in Michigan is going to dominate Illinois' offense, especially with Chase Brown's health in question. Now, if
1: that if if Brown is hurt, yes, this game is completely over hmm. already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if he's not a hundred percent in going to this game, it might. I don't be think he's going to be a hundred percent. Yeah, it, it might be probably over.
0: They helping him off the field at the end of that game.
1: He oh, can't yeah. put any
0: pressure on his leg. I don't think he's going to be.
1: Hurt yeah,
0: if he plays, unless they shoot him up. Yeah, <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> but we won't touch too much on that. Georgia <laughs> and Kentucky. Kentucky again, just getting beat by Vanderbilt. Were Were they looking ahead? Did they get caught?
1: You got caught.
0: Owens, did they get caught looking ahead to Georgia?
1: Yep, they got caught.
0: And, and Vanderbilt crept up and bit him in the butt.
1: They <laughs> go, <Big old, laughs> you know, what I'm saying they caught him <laughs> 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 while well, they looking at looking out that back door. That Georgia Vanderbilt a right.
0: <laughs> yeah, pay attention to me.
1: Yes, Caught you.
0: So Georgia should probably dominate this game, but I thought it was interesting to even, at least bring up.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> they got caught looking They're ahead. And, uh, <laughs> and Georgia is so uh, Kentucky's at home, but I don't think it matters much in this game. I think it's I think it's definitely going down in this game. USC, this one right here, man.
1: Yeah, UCLA
0: yeah. battle of the quarterbacks, the dual threat quarterbacks. Where my, would where'd my, where'd my co-host go? There he is. Battle up my uh, the dual-threat quarterbacks, man. Caleb Williams, who I think is the best quarterback in the country. I've said that on this podcast once before, and y'all thought I was crazy.
1: <laughs>
0: but I still stand by it. Uh, right. got ETR, who has done wonders this year. Zach Charbonnet cannot be stopped.
1: Oh, my gosh. Cannot oh be stopped, gosh. man.
0: The loss of Travis Dye, does Austin Jones step up? Um, What does Lincoln Riley do with this offense? It's pretty much a home-and-home game. They play in the same freaking stadium. UCLA is the home game in this one. Um, The defenses, both defenses have been so-so. This year they kind of show up in spurts, but then they give up explosive plays all over the place, so you don't know what you're going to get there. But this is gonna be this is gonna be one heck of a game, Owens. What do you think?
1: Mm, this has got shootout written all over it.
0: Mm.
1: Because, like you said, Williams is gonna do his thing, man. He's got weapons all over the field. He's gonna do what he' been doing. But you know, you see it. USC's defense is <laughs> is what OU used to have. And I know <laughs> <laughs> I know Charbonnet man is licking his chops. And they all be, of his
0: owners to all of his fantasy owners right there we, with
1: him. Oh we, oh my gosh, man. It's so frustrating, but anyways, we'll get to that later. Um Charbonnet might have 275 and four man in this game, <laughs> brother because they they feed him and he produce man it's like you know he getting it and it don't even matter man he just bouncing off dudes man and just i mean he doing his thing man it's like he's in a zone and he can't be stopped you know what i mean like he's just in a zone he's just in that he just feeling himself bro and just doing what he want to do i say i think it's a shoot i just don't see nobody stopping nobody i think if anybody could stop anybody, UCLA may be able to get the stop. Mm. Maybe you know, but shoot out shootout, bro. <laughs> the
0: line setters agree with you, man. This is over. This is over and under of seventy five. Steve mm-hmm. being a point and a half favorite, so they are saying that they're gonna they going they gonna uh, run up and down the field on each other. This is gonna be a track meet. That's so, yep. In this game, so. Get all your players in. Is that what you would tell people?
1: Man. Get all of
0: them in. All your UFC dudes them. you got. All your UCLA dudes. All you Jake Bobo dudes.
1: Yeah. All of them. <laughs> Get him in. Get them in.
0: Get him in the game. <laughs> it is going down in Pasadena this week. Let's stay out on the West Coast, man. Let's go back up to Alton Stadium. Utah is visiting Eugene, Oregon. Owens? Mm. Oregon was coming off this big loss. Utah coming off of dominating the the, uh, the the freaking breaks off of Stanford. I mean, just beating them down to the white
1: mm-hmm. meat. They sure did.
0: Yeah, beating them down to the white meat. And so they go up there to, to uh, <laughs> Oregon where they've had their number the past couple. Man, listen, they made them look like <clears throat> freaking little boys.
1: Sure did. Last twice year last they hit them year. twice, yeah mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. Beat the brakes off of them twice,
0: twice, and made it look easy. Yes. So yeah. what does Oregon what what's their bounce back mentality like? What's their rebound mentality like? What's their uh what do they call it? Short memory. Uh what's what's that like? Can they? I mean, do they have the ability to, to let that loss go? Because they got a Utah team in here that's not going to come in there and sympathize with them. Mm, sure, Davion yeah, Thomas doing what he's doing. Um, I don't even know what to say about that
1: particular situation. But he might come in this game and get four carries. You have no idea. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or well, he might come into this game and not play at all. He might be on the sideline, <laughs> standing over there, and we don't have a clue why he ain't in the game. <laughs> They won't tell you nothing. You think this dude, man, coming off of the game he just had, and he over there just standing over that sideline. Why he ain't playing? I have no idea.
0: Well, you gotta you gotta scrape the internet, you gotta scrape Twitter and find some fan whose whose brother is a friend of a student who said he might be suspended.
1: Yeah, she's in a dog. He did something this week in a doghouse. Ain't nobody saying nothing. You know what yeah. I mean? You have, uh, I can't yeah. trust that, man. You can't trust that. I mean, if you got him this week, it's really hard to trust putting him in the game this week. It's hard to trust. I, I couldn't see myself putting him in. Absolutely. Absolutely freaking lutely. Man, let's <laughs> let's take let's
0: just run down real quick because I didn't I didn't ask you who you got in the Illinois Michigan game. I got Michigan. You got Michigan. What about Georgia, got, Kentucky? You got Georgia. Georgia. UCLA, USC. Mm. I think you said
1: UCLA. Mm, I don't. Ooh, we. That's a tough one, man. That's a tough one. Oh snap! I'm, now, ah, Ooh, we. You know, ah, uh, I know. I know. USC is. They got one loss, man. Ooh, that's a tough one, man. I can't. It's a toss-up, man. I, I just. That's a toss up. Because Caleb Williams, man. You got a he one here, man. He that he that dude, but his defense. Say it's defense. It's
0: not like he's not used to <laughs> that.
1: Right? Yeah, that's why he gotta do what he gotta do. That he gotta do what he's doing. You you he man, huh? Yes, to keep up, you know, but Oh man, that's the hard. you said
0: toss up. Okay. What about Utah toss Oregon? Up. I got I got Oregon
1: in this game.
0: Okay.
1: I got Oregon in this game. Um I think Bo Nix is gonna be enough. You know, I think he's gonna be the, the difference. It's not gonna be like it was last year. I think Bo Nix has been that dude, I think he's going to do enough to beat Utah.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Yep. TCU at Baylor is our last one to preview before we get into our premium CFF content. TCU at Baylor, man. TCU's been, listen, they've been taking everything that people have been throwing at them. Baylor's a team that d- they they do have a good enough defense and a good enough coaching staff defensively to where they can make TCU switch some things up. But what will they do in return on the offensive side of the football? You saw that Texas was able to do that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: holding them to 17 points, but they couldn't produce on the offensive side of the football. Can Baylor do that with shaping – and uh, um, Reese and uh, Squirrel Williams and 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 those guys will mm-hmm. they will they be able to do that because they just come off a complete drumming I mean a complete drilling getting drilled drilled state, who I call again the bullies of the Big Twelve <laughs> I mean went in there and just thumped Baylor yep. you hear me Yep that was a
1: Thumping, they didn't get whooped on. They got whipped. Yeah, they got whipped. <laughs> when them old school beat downs when them yeah. long, you know, you go to go back there and you got bring your. They say, go give me some, give me a switch, and you come out with one switch. Now nah, they gonna go. Let me, I'll be back. They go out. And they go get the reels about three or four of them suckers and twist them together.
0: Twist them
1: together. well. This is, this is how you fish get whipped. That's how. That's how Baylor go. Whipped. Whipped <laughs> emphasis on the H. Yeah. Yeah. Whipped.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not whooped, audience. Whipped.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right, whipped. And that's how it is right there. So right,
1: I think TC you gonna beat Baylor down, man. Oh shoot. They're gonna get a I think they gonna get a they gonna get another one. <laughs> They're gonna get another one. <laughs> Another weapon. We're going to get another weapon. Wh- <laughs>
0: <Okay. laughs> there it is, guys.
1: <laughs>
0: there it is, right there. Let's go ahead and transition to see if it'll the show. We've got some shout outs, Owen, to give some people, man. A couple shout outs to give some people. Um, mm-hmm. Owens who do you want to give a shout out to, man?
1: Man, I'm gonna give a shout out to Jaden Daniels. I gotta, I gotta holler at my boy, man. Coming off of a fantastic game against Alabama, showed your butt. You know, he 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 got did his thing in that game. Yeah. And you come, you follow this game up with eight. For 15 for 86 yards <laughs> and a pick you know what i'm saying absolutely and 19 carries <laughs> for 10 yards yeah oh yeah how do you how do you do that you come out of that with two fantasy points <laughs> Oh. <laughs> a whole two how do you do that it know. was like it's like you you're dreaming you in a dream we we're talking about you in a dream and you dream that you had this wonderful game against alabama and you beat them and you know happy that's how you played and you know what i'm saying and then you come back this is when you woke up this week and this was his reality and this is his reality <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is what's real, buddy. This is the
1: this is the real you. <laughs> Listen,
0: <laughs> I want to give a shout out to Edward Sadie, man.
1: Mm. Shout
0: out to Edward Sadie <laughs> tricking me. I didn't start him or anything, but I did go and pick this dude up in one league, in a dynasty league, the mm-hmm. dynasty league. But this dude, man running back for temple i mean decides that he just wants to light south florida's fire 24 carries 265 yards three touchdowns four catches 69 yards comes out against houston who can give it up the same Mm -hmm. in like fashion in like manner they can give it up this dude has 17 carries For a whopping 20 yards. He did get in the end zone though, Owens. Yes. He had six catches for 59 yards, so he's very active in the passing game regardless of what he's doing in the run game, but to go from 265 yards rushing to 20. (laughs) 20, Owens. Shout out to Edward Sadie, man. The worst flip I've probably ever seen in my life. Mm. Um, Owens,
1: you yes, got sir. another one? I don't have another one. You got another one?
0: Listen, I want to give a shout out because I don't want to leave the people on a negative note. Bert Emanuel. This mm. young man's name is Bert in 2020. Bert in,
1: 2020. in 2020,
0: 2020. man. Somebody named him Bert.
1: Burt. Uh, in the in the 2000s. <laughs> yes,
0: Burt. <laughs> He's got to be named after his grandpa or something.
1: Yeah. But this young Bert. man
0: performed, man. Put me in, coach. He comes in off the bench. Central Michigan, we don't get to talk about Maxon that much because it's uh, earlier in the week and we forget. But we got Maxon coming up here mm-hmm. this week, man. And so it's, we're right on the cusp of it. Really, yes. And so we really don't get to talk about him on the podcast because we tend to forget about it because it happened earlier in the week. But this dude comes in off the bench mm-hmm. of Central Michigan, the Central Michigan Chippewas, this quarterback here, and just lights it up on the ground. The dude has some will, incredibly athletic young man Um, because their offensive goals are just mounting up. But yes. He comes in this game. He's one for three passing. I saw why. He's not a bad passer. One for three passing, 22 yards, but 24 carries, Owens. hmm. 293 yards and three touchdowns. hmm. He broke runs of like 70. What did he have? Uh, he had a, I think he had a 70 yarder in there. He had a couple 60 yards in there. So the dude's got some wheels.
1: Yes, he was running
0: wild. Running wild. So I want to give a shout out to Bert.
1: Oh, boy. Bert and Ernie. (laughs) Bert E. (laughs) (laughs) Bert E.
0: (laughs) Bert E, E. my man up there in Central Michigan, getting it done on the ground like that. Hopefully he can build on this so that we can all uh, be be, uh, salivating. <laughs> at, at, at his uh, at his value uh, and what he brings to the table as far as fantasy is concerned. That's it for our shout outs. Let's get into the start and sit this week. This is playoff week and some weeks it should be semifinals. Some weeks eh, the playoffs are just getting started but whatever the case may be it's playoffs for a lot of people regardless of what league you're in. You should be in the playoffs this week. So you want to be uh, listening to this. This is critical, and this is key, just in case you're in a bind and you don't like the matchups that you have with some of the guys that you've been depending on all year long. Hopefully we can throw a name out there that will make you consider and uh, hopefully get you to the promised land, that is the championship game next week in Week 13. One quarterback, one running back, one wide receiver, and one tight end, Owens Quarterback, what you talking about?
1: Man, I like Phoenix, Michael Phoenix Jr., man, this week versus Colorado. Colorado has the 130th pass rate in defense. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Phoenix Jr. coming off of a, uh, what is it it was uh 408 passing yards and two touchdowns against oregon mm-hmm. so you do that against oregon you know you know you to, you know do a little something you no know, caleb williams come out of there against colorado 268 and three you know uh so i'm looking for the way the way washington throw that ball around I think Michael Pennis Jr. manifested to eat and eat well this week against Colorado. I like it. I
0: like it a lot. Listen, man, I'm going with a deep name right here, but this guy is known to produce in situations like this. holding Ailers uh, versus Houston. Houston again. They like shootouts. They're not the defense that we thought that they would be coming into this year. They definitely give up points at a premium. And I think Holt Nailers in that receiving core is going to be right there to, to have all that they can possibly get. I think this is another shootout for Houston and Eastern Carolina. The Pirates going there with plenty of points, right there putting on the scoreboard. So I'm taking Holt nailers you end in a bind, you're feeling a pickle, and you need a quarterback because you know, from, I mean, if you got some guys hurt, whatever, you don't trust some guys. I think this will, I think this dude will be a good option. I think he'll hook you up this week. At the
1: quarterback position, I'm taking Holton.
0: Allers this week. Owens, running back, sir, please.
1: I'm going with Tajay Spears, man, out there in Tulane, man. Versus SMU, 114th run defense in the country. You know, we mentioned earlier he only had eight carries last week, but he had 130 yards rushing. You know, the previous game he had 157 yards rushing. Game for that, he had 125 yards rushing. Game for that, he had 151 yards. rushing. Tajay Spears has been doing his thing, man. I think he's going to continue this week over 100-plus rushing yards versus SMU. So I'm rolling with Tajay Spears.
0: Good call. Good call. Listen, I'm going to go with Florida running back Montrell Johnson. The dude that had over 20 carries the last couple of games against quality opponents. The good thing about that, Owens, is they've they've won both of those games. Right. So that's a good recipe right there. Coaches tend to look at that type of thing. Right. You know, they don't want to mess with anything. Right. So I think they continue to feed him. The 20-plus carries against Vanderbilt. The Commodores just coming off of getting – obliterated by Chris Rodriguez on the ground. They didn't win the game, but they gave up a you know, 75 yard runs. So if any team that likes giving up 75 yard runs, I want to play against them with my running running back, especially in this particular situation. So if you're in a barn, again, if you're in a pickle, you've got some guys hurt. Maybe you had Travis die and you need to replace him. Maybe you've got one of the Ohio State running backs and you don't know what the deal is. Maybe you had Jameer Gibbs and you don't like the way he played this past week and you just don't trust him Montrell Johnson I'm telling you could be a solid option for you this week against the Commodores I like it wide receiver I like it
1: man this guy I'm pick, man I know they inconsistent but I like it CJ Johnson uh, out there, East Carolina versus Houston. Houston is wide open against the pass. Mm-hmm. This is not the same Houston defense that we're accustomed to over the last few years. They are wide open. I think Allers is going to throw it all over the field against them. I think C.J. Johnson is going to be a real big recipient of that. He had 11 targets last week, caught seven of them for 123 yards and a touchdown. So I'm looking for more of that this week against Houston. So I am uh, starting C.J. Johnson.
0: Good deal, good deal. I'm going to go with Grant DuBose. Grant DuBose, wide receiver for the Charlotte, uh, what are they? The Charlotte 49ers. Mm-hmm. This guy, the last couple of games, again, Two weeks ago, 12 targets, 7 catches, 88 yards. Nice. Then last week against Middle Tennessee, because that was against Western Kentucky, that can be feisty a little bit. But last Mm -hmm. week against Middle Tennessee, an easier opponent, softer opponent, more like soft serve yogurt, you've got 18 targets, Mm -hmm. 9 catches, 112 yards, and a touchdown. This week, Louisiana Tech, more of the soft serve yogurt mode. <laughs> so grant dubose grand dubois,
1: DuBois. Say it,
0: <laughs> i'm starting him at wide receiver man tight end serve
1: tight end man i'm going with Payne durham at the their Purdue man i know northwestern man they got the 48th ranked defense against the tight ends but you know, Payne pain, doing man. Last week, eight targets, seven catches for seventy yards and two. You got the tight end premium, man. That was thirty-three fantasy points in our league, brother. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had. He's been. He's been uh, targeted, you know, quite a bit. You know, Charlie Jones is the man, but you look at it. Their their teams are focusing on Jones, and so that opens up opportunities for Durham. I think he has another pretty decent game this week against Northwestern. So I'm a ride with Payne Durham.
0: Payne bring on the pain! Listen, man, I'm going with Braden Willis, tight end for the Oklahoma Sooners. I understand that the last few games he's been game, he's not he's not been um fantasy relevant. He's Mm -hmm. not been usable. He's not been startable in any of the last few games. Uh, You can throw a couple good defenses in there. Uh, Iowa State and Baylor, then last week at West Virginia, the weather did not permit a game script that would allow him to be uh, utilized frequently. Um, The running game took center stage in that game because of it. You saw Eric Gray light it up um, Mm -hmm. as a result of that. And this game right here, this is his, this is Bedlam. It's OSU. This is the in state rival, little brother. He's a senior. It's, 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 uh, it's his last Bedlam of his career. Um, I think all of those things go into that. They factor into this game. It's, a, it's the last home game of the year. Again, for the senior, I think Jeff Levy puts together a game plan where he's looking for Brayden Willis early and often. And I think he comes out with a big game. So if you need a tight end <laughs> in the playoffs and you just, they're just, they're just inconsistency across the board. If Brayden Willis is on your waiver wire, you got to go look for that guy and you got to pick him up. I recommend it. Highly recommend it. Uh, and that's it for that. So, The flip side of that coin, the start is the sit. You got to sit somebody. And so we're going to sit the same positions. Owens, this week, again, playoffs, you want to maximize. You want the maximum points that you could possibly get.
1: Mm -hmm. This is not one of
0: those weeks where you're thinking an okay game will be fine. An okay game won't be fine. Nope. You need to milk that sucker. Yes. But you're going to have to make some hard decisions. Owens, what you going to do at quarterback, man?
1: I'm sitting Sam Hartman.
0: Just like that. You're just going to sit there and that.
1: Yeah, Syracuse is the ninth-ranked pass defense in the country. I'm, uh, Hartman, he's going to throw for some yards. He's going to get a touchdown or two. But it's not going to be the type of fantasy points that you – need to have in the playoffs mm. you know it's not going to be that ma- I think you can find that maximum amount of fantasy points output that you're looking for from the quarterback position like we just talked about from another quarterback it's not going to be Hartman so mm-hmm. I think he's going to do okay but I don't think it's, it's going to be enough to get you to win so I'm going to sit Sam Hartman versus Syracuse.
0: Oh, I like it, man. That's bold. I'm going to go Austin Reed versus Auburn. I think the superior athlete effect is in full effect here, or the superior athlete um, situation. I think it's in full effect here. As uh, you get an SEC team, i not. i uh, granted they're not good, but they will be more athletic and, and superior uh, superiorly talented if you will than western kentucky and this is just not a good fit it's just not a good place not a good situation i know austin reed has been lighting it up he won't this week he won't nope. light it up this week and there's again it's the playoffs you can't take any chances he could come out of there with 43 you can come out of there with three I mean that's just what it is. So I'm sitting Austin Reed, Owens running back.
1: Jalen White from Georgia Southern. I'm sitting him against Marshall. Marshall has the number one run defense in the entire country. Yeah. And Jalen White man has been doing his thing, man. I mean, like, I know the last couple games he hadn't been getting the carries, the touches that he normally would get. But, you know, he getting this. normally when they give him those touches, he produces. And so, brother, you're going out here to Marshall, man. Marshall is very stingy against the run. Like I said, number one run defense in the country. So I am going to sit Jalen White this week against Marshall.
0: Good deal, man. I'm going to go with Evan Hall against Purdue. Purdue has a good defense. Really good defensive line. They don't too much let running backs have their way. They slow you down and put and put a, a, a cold water on your game.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so I think Evan Hole again. It's the playoffs. I don't like this matchup for him. So if you're thinking about starting Evan Hole, look elsewhere. Look elsewhere. Owens, wide receiver.
1: Man, this is probably going to be a sit uh, in non PPR leagues. Torrey Horton versus Air Force. They're number two against the pass. Uh, Horton has been targeted a lot in the past couple games. Uh, total of 26 times in two games. And he's been producing, man. Uh, Air Force, man, they're gonna hold that ball. They like to hold that ball. <laughs> Run that clock out. So his, it's gonna limit you know, his opportunity, his touches. Um, PPR leagues, you'll probably be fine, you know, with starting him. Because like I said, he does get the targets that you need and you have the catches. But non-PPR league, I'm sitting this guy, man, versus Air Force.
0: Absolutely. Listen, man, I'm going with Trey Palmer, wide receiver for Nebraska, their quarterback position. The quarterback situation is up in question they've got injuries there they're starting people who they probably would not who they'd rather not start and they're going against wisconsin a good defense and i think the outings that trey palmer has had in these past few games against good defenses illinois minnesota michigan all good defenses one catch one yard five catches 37 yards five catches and 12 yards listen you get another defense like that this week uh, with with Wisconsin. I don't like this matchup at all. I think it's not even negotiable. Even in the PPR league, I don't care what league he's in. I'm not starving him. Owens, you got a tight
1: end. span forward out there in Minnesota versus Iowa. Stanford. that's a big old dude too, man. Big old dude, man. I just, listen man, Minnesota's about to run first. They're about to mm-hmm. run second. They're about to run third and I don't see him producing I was kind of stingy anyways Um, 17th against tight ends but I just don't see him producing very much in this game man at all
0: at all at all nice listen I'm gonna go with Cade Stover tight end for Ohio State who just lit Indiana up with a couple of touchdowns there. He's an every other week kind of dude. It's in at least the past three weeks he's been. And against Maryland this week, I don't think that they look for him like that against Maryland. So if you're thinking about starting Cage Stover, I would say no. Look somewhere else. And that is that for the start and sit. Can get my mouse right. There it is. Get my mouse right. There it is. Right there that's it for the start and sit we have come again to the fan favorite that is the i <laughs> wish segment where we get a, a, the opportunity to blow off some steam owens the opportunity to blow off some steam i'm ready i know you're ready so let's jump right into this here we go and i was so-
1: I wish that the stupid schedule hadn't worked against me in our home league. And I'm going to tell you what I mean. It was like, I would score 250, 256 and would get beat you got to score 260, 270. But had I played anybody else that week, I would win. But not just that. You know, they have a guy that just goes off doing something un unnormal. you know. Like the week I played this one guy, he had Johnny Lane. He comes in. That particular game and put gives him 42 fantasy points. He, the week before he had 13, karate man. He had 13 fantasy points the week before. Karate man he, did that to you. Yes. Guess, guess <laughs> what he had after he did 42 against me? Nine. Eleven after that. Zero. Six. I mean, come on, bro. And, then, and, Lang. and then the week. That Peyton Tune them goes off. Toon come out out of there with uh, 88 fantasy points. Guess what? That was against me. But and it was happening all year long. And I'm looking at this. I'm looking at guys over here winning their games scoring 180 points (laughs) points. I'm losing putting up 250 260 and it's just frustrating I'm thinking this schedule has got me beat and sent me to the toilet bowl Wow unbelievable that's that's all I could say It's unbelievable to just watch the schedule Every week it takes me to the toilet bowl. To the toilet bowl presented by Sharma. Presented by Sharma. Mm-hmm.
0: Presented by Sharma, by the way. Gotta get that, gotta get that plug in
1: there. Number thing. number three scoring team in the league. Yeah man. But the schedule sent me to the unbelievable.
0: The schedule did it. <laughs> No doubt. Man, <laughs> the schedule and, and karate man. Karate
1: <laughs> man. Come out of there with boy, you sorry sucker. (laughs) You sucker. (laughs) I wish I wish that
0: the transfer portal had stipulations. Okay. I wish the transfer portal had stipulations. I wish that once the season started, you could not jump in the transfer portal. If you did, you would have to wait a year when you come out of the portal. Right. I think this gives the coaches. I think it gives them the leeway to be more honest, right? And to be more. um, I mean, just just to be more candid, and 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 to just. uh, I think I think we get better fantasy results like this. Yes, because a lot of the coaches are scared to make these hard decisions because. The players are going to jump in the portal. Yeah, I'm all for the players having power, but I'm not for um, abusing their power to where they, you know, they shackle coaches, which in turn messes with us, the fantasy community.
1: Oh my gosh! Yes, because you
0: got this quarterback carousel, or you got a running back carousel, and you got all these guys getting burned and getting and getting some time. And it's just, and you know this guy, you know the decision. This is a little sus right here. Yes. Why are you playing this dude? I know it's. it's I, I listen, man. I know it's the transfer portal making you do this. I know it's yep. the transfer portal that's making you do this. You don't want to. You don't want that dude to jump in the transfer portal. So I wish there were stipulations on the transfer portal, so that these coaches can. You know what I mean? Stop trying to divvy up these carries and divvy up time and all this kind of stuff to make everybody happy.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I don't like it. Put some stipulations on this. Again, I don't want anybody abusing anybody, but I think we get a better product on the field if you could do this because you stop a lot of players from kind of holding – holding the transfer portal over the coach's head. Like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Yes. I'm going to do it. Yes. I, I know I know. some coaches are like, do it. Yeah. Go do it. <laughs> but most coaches are like, no, 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 no. We're going to play everybody. Yes. Like the Texas Tech coach. We're going to play all three quarterbacks. Stop that.
1: Stop it, man. Quit it.
0: The Toledo running back situation shouldn't look like it does. Exactly. You can't tell me you can't find one dude and just roll with him. No, you're telling all those dudes, no, everybody's gonna get carries. Stop it.
1: That's that's hard.
0: All, uh, um, all three guys. Come on, Maurice uh Linquist.
1: Yeah, all three guys gonna get it. Man, get out of here.
0: Stop this. It,
1: it, it, it's it's that's what fantasy players uh fantasy uh owners don't want to see we don't want to see that they, them best the that we stay completely away from yeah. you know what i mean like we avoid it all together because you look over it's like man no because you're gonna get burned or you also have the ones that oh we're gonna roll with the hot hand come on man get out of here with that
0: penn state burnt Kate Tron allen burned my butt this past week
1: yeah because
0: of that let me just throw that out there K-Tron Allen had been lighting it up. I picked him up in a couple of leagues, threw that sucker in the game, and he burnt my butt.
1: Yep. Yep. They rolled with the hot hand. I hate hate that. Just
0: think think what Marquise Irving could be doing if he was the man in Oregon. Right. Getting 20-plus carries a game. Mm Mm-hmm thinking about what he could have been doing all year when he was getting like 13 carries for 95 yards and a touchdown, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Anyways, moving right along, we're going to talk about, before we end the show today, fantasy league rules discussion. Um, I've been a commissioner for 17 leagues. Owens have been my co-commissioner for half of that. Uh, I'm commissioner of three leagues currently. And um, just paying attention to how to, or not, not not so much as how to, but always striving to make uh, everyone happy and create the best experience for every college fantasy football player. There's certain things you have to do. There's certain things you have to be mindful of. Mm-hmm. There's certain things you have to keep up with and all of that good stuff. Um, and I just want to, you know, we want to talk about a few things I think will help some leagues out there uh, to, I mean, because one of the main things as a commissioner, the hardest things to do. And one of the main things to do is to keep everybody interested. Right. Is because when teams are getting their head beat in halfway through the season, they tend to check out and the least (laughs) competitive it is. Oh, as you know, I'm telling the truth.
1: Yes, you are. The,
0: The, the, least competitive it is, the least fun it is. Right. And it's, it's not really fun. When you're ready to thump a guy in week nine and the guy has nothing to play for, so he's not even getting on.
1: Yeah, it's not fun.
0: It's not fun at all. He's not even getting on. He's not interested. He's not even setting his lineup. He's got a blank spot in there, dude in the game that's not Mm -hmm. even playing. He's on a bye week. He don't don't even to check it. He ain't got nothing to play for. Right. This season is over with. (laughs) He's not going to make the playoffs. He's done. Right. So it's not even fun when you've got a league of 10, 12 people but only seven people are uh, uh active. Right. And so one of the hardest things to do is keep everyone interested in what we did um man probably a decade ago, man. Mm-hmm. Of, well, well, let's just let's just talk about this first. One of the first things we did which was really probably not 10 years ago, more like maybe six, seven years ago, we had this injury rule because we kept, guys kept getting hurt. Right. And you just don't have the best experience. You don't have the, I mean, you you can't maximize your opportunities when these things are happening. These are things that we cannot control. But what right. can we do to help that? What can yes. we do to combat those series of events that we cannot control that affect the game negatively. Right. So what we did was we implemented an injury rule. Now fan tracks (laughs) uh, and good for them. They've come up with this tool to where if there's a late scratch, they're trying to accommodate the tight lippedness of coaches that are not saying anything about a guy being a late scratch. And so what we did years ago we don't even listen. Owens, tell them, man, it's such a relief not to yes. even worry about it.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Not to even – you've got to have an injury substitution rule beyond what Fantrax is offering now. Again, good that Fantrax is doing this, but our rule, and it's been like this for, like, what, we say six, seven years, maybe longer, I'm not sure. Right. We 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 have an injury substitution rule that covers the first quarter. Yes. So any late scratch, any <laughs> non-player uh, just not playing, uh, you know, you know, we get the, the the tweets. He's warming up, and then he's in street clothes. Right, right game starts, we don't worry about any of that stuff. We right. don't even worry about first quarter injuries because the injury substitution rule covers the first quarter. Right. If a player gets hurt in the first quarter and does not return to the game, your your, your placeholder gets put into the game by myself or Owens. And what we do is you get one quarterback, one running back, and one wide receiver. You post that in our league chat weekly. Mm -hmm. We've done it for years. And it it releases – so much stress it, it's such a stress reliever to where yes. you're not even concerned about as soon as you see that this guy's not going to even play today you're like hey i got my injury substitution guy." yes and yes. we have the ability to like it's, let's say your injury substitution guy um somehow he's out you get
1: to pick another one as long he's as he hasn't another. played exactly as long as he hasn't played yep that yes. really,
0: I mean, it's it's such a stress reliever. I, I don't I don't think people should worry about it. It's somewhat, and I didn't even know this because I'm not big on best ball. That's not my thing, I don't hardly know anything about it, and just right. the format of it, I don't, you know, it's just not me. But it, right. it, it has that concept kind of built into it, so to speak. But what I didn't want to do, I didn't want to take the power of or I didn't want to take one's knowledge of the game away from him. I think that's what best ball does.
1: Yep. You know it does. It does. I still yep.
0: like that element of having to set your lineup. Did you get it right or did you get it wrong? I, I still right. like that. And I didn't right. want to take that element out of it because it becomes um robotic. Yes. You know what I mean? To me, yes. that's just to me. To it each is. if you love best ball, no shade. But Owens, man, you want to put anything before we move on about this injury substitution rule?
1: Man, it's it like you said it is a relief, man. It is it is it's one of the things because I remember I've lost championships, probably two, probably a couple of them, maybe even three, because a guy got hurt and it was in the game. And I couldn't do nothing about first quarter, first drive. He hurt, got knocked out the game. Didn't come back, and that's you got a zero or or one or two points yeah, in the game, yeah. and he gets you beat. That hurt. In you know championship I mean? week of all weeks, of all weeks, yes. And then you look up, and like you lose by thirteen or ten or not, and you're thinking, oh my gosh, if this dude had a play, you would have won, you know. And so stuff like that, man. Like I said, it just it takes away that concern. Of championship week, this championship. What if my guy get hurt? Oh, okay, yeah, but I got a backup, so you don't have to worry about it. You know what I mean? So, um, and like you said, and even if the backup get hurt, you still get to go pick another one, long as he don't haven't played yet. So, yeah, the, the rule, man, it just it keeps you from saying, man, if this dude didn't get hurt, I lost because this guy got hurt. You know what I'm saying, or whatever. You know, I lost because this guy didn't play. He was a lay scratch or whatever. But it's like, no, you got your backup. So, but yeah, man. But that also teaches you to recruit better down through the through the year to have those uh, quality backups that you can use in cases like that so mm-hmm. yeah
0: absolutely absolutely man absolutely um next thing we want to discuss on is playoffs mm-hmm. playoffs playoffs is one of those tools that you could use to keep people interested right? We've done this for years. Also, our playoff format, our home league is 10 teams. I like a 10 team league because I like teams to just be stacked. Right. And to just beat up on each other. Right. Uh, I mean, you can do this in a 12 team league and a 16 team league. Listen, the playoffs we've again, we've done this for years, weeks, weeks, 11, 12 and 13 are reserved for playoffs.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Eight teams make the playoffs, eight of them. That way in week eight and week nine and week those teams that are seven, eight, nine, and even 10, depending on the parity of the league, everybody's got something to play for. So nobody's Mm -hmm. checking out.
1: Nobody's checking out, right.
0: Nobody's checking out because unless you're like uh, uh, one in seven, (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: you might check out right But for the most part when there's 10 teams you've got enough room to win on a consistent basis right. if not be dominant right right and so there's no there's no reason for you to check out because you've got something to play for like every year in our league even when the teams that are two and three games below 500, there's about three of them or four, maybe four, they all have something to play for. Oh, yep. they fighting
1: fighting make making the playoffs, yes.
0: All the way up until the last week, they're fighting to get that eight seed.
1: Right, right.
0: That right there makes it more fun than anything because, again, you're getting everybody's best shot. Right. Everybody's active. Yep. All year long, you don't get anybody checking out right until you know, until the last week of of the of the regular season and even then you kind of don't check out because the way the dynasty league is our dynasty league is set up we set it up to where you can't even check out then because right. you're jockeying for position in next week and next year's redraft yes or or supplemental yes. draft
1: you're yes. jockeying
0: for position for that So you don't want to be last for that. So you still got something to play for.
1: Still got something to play
0: for. I would suggest that everybody run playoffs for three weeks and allow more than four teams to make the playoffs. Because again, you get more teams interested in the entirety of the year. Yes. And you don't have teams like shooting deuces in week seven because they don't have a chance. Right. Right. They're they're mathematically eliminated from the playoffs and they're like, Man, forget this. And they don't even
1: get on no more. Don't even get on. Yeah. That's not fun.
0: And they, you know, and it's not, and you're looking at a matchup, it may not have anything to do with you, but you're looking at the guy who checked out, and you're thinking, if he said his lineup, he'd have kicked your butt. Right. And he and this dude slipping by with a win, with an easy win, because the guy he's playing checked out. Right. You want every you want every week to be you want every week and every game to be competitive. Every game and every week to be competitive. And I think that the three-week playoff format is a way that you do that. Now let me add this as an addendum to that. The bi week playoffs.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We gotta stop
1: this, <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, we
0: gotta stop the bye week play. It makes no sense. Nope. I understand you on three week playoffs and four teams, six teams make it. The top two are on a bye. Why are the top two on a bye? Why?
1: That's that's ridiculous.
0: It makes no sense.
1: It makes no sense, man.
0: Let me give you an example. What if the top team had Drake May?
1: Mm -hmm. What did he do
0: this past week?
1: Mm -hmm. What if
0: if you had the stack of Drake, May, and Josh Downs, but Mm -hmm. you won bye week this past week?
1: Can't even use it.
0: You didn't get any of that goodness. You missed all of that CFF goodness. You just had to sit there and look at it and hope that they they can do it again next week. (laughs) Or you couldn't even put it on anybody. Nope. It's just wasted it away, just, just unused.
1: Waste it. unused.
0: It's like burning money. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you got oh, a pile man. of money, a pallet of money, and you just gonna burn it.
1: You're gonna burn it
0: because yep. it. it ain't, yep. it's, 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 it's no good now. Nah, it's you know, it's outdated, man. You do away with that, man. Go
1: ahead, you know. Like, what happened in our varsity league, I was number eight. I just barely made the playoffs I had to win the last one. But I played the number one team in our league. Jo- jo- uh, Justin, is Justin Winningham?
0: Justin Nottingham.
1: I mean, Nottingham. Yeah. He was the number one team in the league, eight and two. He was number one scoring team in the league. And I was number eight. Number one versus eight. And I, I I I beat his tail. <laughs> you know? And listen, that stuff right like, there, it makes
0: you bring it every it week.
1: Makes you, it makes you have to bring it every week. Like you number one, you number two, whatever. You should if if your if you are if your team is really that good, like you think it is, you wanna play. You want to prove it. You want to be like, you know what? I'll march throughout this whole playoffs. I beat everybody in the playoffs and won a championship. You want to feel good about that. Not because you had a bye. Yeah. And and that bye allowed you to make it to the next round. And nah, bro. Had you played this dude, he'd have beat your tail. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no.
0: You gotta bring it. You, you gotta to bring it every single week, man. You don't know the stop it, the death to the bye week playoffs. No, you yes. don't need a bye week. Come get this work.
1: Come get it. Come get it. Yes, you come come get it. <laughs>
0: Just like that, man. Listen, it don't always go that way. But sometimes right. you got to watch out for that seven and eight seed, man. Amy's just as good. They just yep. had some things in the regular season that didn't go their way, yeah, it
1: didn't go that now way. Looking exactly. at you
0: like, I got you right where I want you, yes. I want you to break the breaks off of you, yeah. you sure about it either one seed, you yes. back it, and your number <laughs> one scoring team go home,
1: <laughs> bruh.
0: And I've been there before, that's a good feeling. It's a good it feeling. You, it's almost like you looking at him right in his face. What? Yes.
1: What yes. can you do? What can you do? Nothing. Yes. And yes,
0: so, man. man. Death to the bye week playoffs, man. You got to get rid of the bye week playoffs. In my opinion, I know some people yes. roll with it, but listen, if you don't keep people interested, you got to stop that. Yes, but
1: that keeps want, that, if that if keeps a lot of people. Huh? It, it keeps. It keeps. It keeps a lot of people. In, it keeps. It keeps everybody that's in the playoffs or has the opportunity to make the playoffs. It keeps everybody interested, like you said, and not check out. You know what I'm saying? If you didn't make the playoffs, you know that's one thing. But everybody, you know, in that in that in that playoffs, that that's that that that, that should play each other. Not do skip the bye week. Everybody that's gonna play. It's gonna give them interest. You got people on there. I'm. They. They own looking at hitting that waiver wire, trying to find this guy who can I pick up to try to get this win. You know what I'm saying? You. You yeah. interested? And I gotta of, hit this.
0: Think about this. We've been doing this for 17 years, man. How many right. times have we seen? As as long as we've been doing 18, I think we've been doing 18 playoffs for about 15 of these 17. Right.
1: Years. Right.
0: How long? How many times have we seen? An eight seed drop a one seed like the one seed go out in the first round.
1: Yep, it happened last year. Justin took out uh, Joshua. He was number eight, right? No, Joshua number one. Same thing, and took him out first round. I mean, it's like
0: first round. Justin, um, uh, CFF insiders. Yes. Justin Heisey, he took out Josh Josh, Josh Chevalier. First round, out of here. Out of here. Done. He's the number one team in the league. He was the number one scoring team
1: in the league. Yep. Nothing that week. Over with. Over with. Yes, it happens, man. And that's exciting. It is. That that AC uh, player, man, is excited. You, You snuck in the playoffs. You knocked out the number one team in the league. Now you got you really excited. You really ready to roll. Now one you know step what I'm saying. Closer. One yes, step closer. yes, that's good stuff, man. That's good one stuff. Step
0: Last thing I want to address to enhance the uh play of your league. I got, I got, I got to deal with it, man. I got this is one of my pet peeves. Oh, uh, even worse than PPR. I would take PPR before I take this. Yes, four point passing touchdowns. Who came up with this?
1: <laughs> A touchdown is six points every time they put on the scoreboard.
0: <laughs> Owens, when do they ever put four points on the scoreboard?
1: They don't never put four points on the scoreboard.
0: Listen, it's six for the wide receiver that caught the pass,
1: and four, for, four the for the quarterback
0: that threw it to him.
1: Unbelievable.
0: Make it make sense,
1: don't make sense.
0: <laughs> make it make sense Six for the wide receiver or running back or tight end or whoever caught the pass <laughs> Six for him but it's, it was somehow
1: four for for quarterback the
0: time, that, the time that the pass left the quarterback's hand it went from six points to, it went from four points to six points when it was in the quarterback's hand and he threw it, it was four points. But when it got to the wide receiver, it turned into it six.
1: Turned points. into six. <laughs> same what ball.
0: Telepathy is this. Make it make sense.
1: Same ball. <laughs>
0: the same. He caught the same ball. <laughs> the same ball he threw. The same one he threw.
1: Same ball.
0: We gotta stop this, man. We got to stop the foolishness. Uh, no shade. I know some people that love four point passing touchdowns. You can't make it make sense. Let me just help you out and save you some time. You can't. There's no explanation for it. The only explanation that they have is this is the way it's always been. Yeah. Okay. Well, who made it that way?
1: <laughs> you can change. <laughs> you can change. Take- oh, God. You can change. <laughs> you can joke, change it right before I get too excited and <laughs> hey, you remember coming to America <laughs> and I was in the back seat talking to the wife <laughs> joke, yeah. I, thought said, the king. I thought you were the king thought <laughs> you were the king Yeah. who am I to change it who am I to change it <laughs> Yeah, I thought you were the king <laughs> yeah, I thought you yeah. were the commissioner you can change it you can change it man <laughs> Oh, Death man.
0: To the bye week playoffs. Death uh, to the four point passing touchdowns. Yes. No doubt. If you yes. want the smoke, hit me up because I know some people want some smoke. Yeah. I know some guys, they yeah. want, boy, well, they love that four point passing touchdown. They can't explain <laughs> it, but they like it, though. Yes. Yeah, quarterback, you quarterback threw for five touchdowns and you gave that boy 20 points. Uh, but five touchdowns.
1: Oh, no. You gave bro. Him
0: 20 sorry points. But the wide receiver that caught all five of them, you gave him 30, though. Like you oh, said, home, he God. caught the same ball.
1: Same ball. And he got more than the quarterback. Somehow. Uh,
0: Somehow. It meant more for him than it did for a quarterback.
1: <laughs> yes, it meant more for him catching it then for him throwing it i just don't i just I don't know.
0: make it make sense i could say that all night i don't have to that's it that's all we got that's it for this episode until next week we out peace
1: peace